The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, DGens, it is Tuesday, January 23rd. Embiid breaks Wilt's record. No, that not that one. A different one. Uh, the Titans, they've got a new head coach. And we also got some NBA and NHL to bet on. Very little. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Zex Panther. Panther, you, you wake up this morning and you see Embiid breaks Wilt's record. And then you realize that it's just it's it's disappointing. Yeah, he didn't even break Kobe's record, right? Like, it, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, but still, in today's modern era, um, seventy points is nothing to scoff at. I mean, that that's a big, huge number. Um, Embiid, you know, you know the, the narrative on Embiid in the early part of his career was the guy just couldn't stay healthy. But when he's been healthy, he has been a dominant force. Um, the only guy that really is giving him any you know, trouble when it comes to the MVP conversation is Nikola Jokic and but the, the two different players, right? And beat is your your dominant, you know, brutal. You know, what, what, what's, what's the guy from Popeye Brutus? Like he's he's just the big guy underneath that'll um, beat you to death. Where Jokic is more finesse. He's he's that uh, seven foot point guard that can shoot threes. He can do it all. Two different players, but they are so vitally important to their team. Um, but you know, okay, it's not a hundred, but seventy in today's era, I think that's a pretty big number, Max. Yeah, it's a, it's a good number. Seventy is a big number, and his team won as opposed to dropping sixty-two and losing to the, uh, you know, a, a really shitty team. Um, you know, like the Hornets. Like you know, at least they didn't lose <laughs> to the Hornets after dropping sixty-two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, dominating performance, and he likes to do that against, I guess, like name brand centers. And I don't know if you saw the the, the clip. Uh, he's walking past uh, Wembyana before the game, and is like looking up to him, and he like gives this look, like "What the fuck? <laughs> this guy's a giant." 
and you know subsequently went on to destroy him. Now Wembyana had a good game too. Don't get me wrong; he's a rookie. He put up thirty three against Embiid. It's nothing to fucking scoff at. And in theory, the Sixers at home probably should have won this game by twenty fucking points. So the fact that they only won by ten with Embiid putting up seventy is actually almost concerning in a way. But yeah, impressive performance and back. You know, like kind of on the same night, you have uh, uh, Embiid putting up the seventy and 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 Cat putting up the sixty two. Now. Let's talk about Cat real quick. I know I started off talking about uh, uh, Embiid. They they lost to the fucking Hornets, so losing effort. And it almost seems like it was desperation from Cat to get out of Anthony Edwards' shadow. Because all anyone's been talking about this year is, well, Anthony Edwards is playing so fucking good, and that's why this team is dominating. Like, the, uh, like I've seen fucking Kobe and, and fucking Jordan comparisons right now to fucking uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Now, a... a absurd right now but still like people are just saying it's god that's why the fucking wolves are good and here like cat's like oh no no let me dominate let me fucking show that i can and they fucking blow a lead because he goes cold in the fourth quarter so <laughs> i mean kind of kind of a joke if you think if, if you think about it you know just here's guy that's just trying to prove himself has this big game and then in the fourth quarter just breaks down and loses the fucking hornets and I mean, it's kind of hard to maintain that pace, but the biggest reason that he hit that number, 62, is he went 10 for 15 from the three-point line. You know, that's, you know, talking about Jokic, Cat's the same way. Remember, he's like last year's three-point shooting champion. This is a guy that can shoot it from the arc, and they expect him to, which is why they got Rudy Gobert. But three-point shooting, as we've seen from anybody, from Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, some of the greats, you know, when the, when the shot doesn't fall, your numbers kind of take a hit. And in the fourth quarter, his shots weren't falling. Now, and to Anthony Edwards' credit, he wasn't really shooting the ball that much last night. He only ended up with nine points. He did end up with 11 assists. So he was kind of playing the true point guard um, last night. But I almost think they took that game for granted because it was the Hornets. And, you know, they let one slip away that they probably should have had. I, I hope it doesn't come back and bite them towards the end of the season where they end up being like the two seed by one game because they lost a home game to the freaking Charlotte Hornets. I, I mean, after the game, their their head coach was pretty critical of the fact. It's like, yeah, we get it. You, you want to feed the hot hand, but you can't just give up your offense and and just completely like trust this one guy because that guy starts going cold. You got to get your offense going again. And I think that's a little what happened last night is they kept trying to feed him, feed him, feed him to, you know, because he was the hot hand and then the hot hand went cold and they didn't adjust their, their offense. And I think they went stale. And the fact that Edwards didn't take over in the fourth quarter, uh, that right there is, is any argument you say that he's Kobe or Jordan. Um, that, 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 that's my argument right there. You don't lose the fucking Charlotte Hornets. You, you don't let you don't let an eighteen point lead fucking slip by. You you realize what's going on in the game and you fucking take over and you dominate in that fourth and you fucking win. Uh, interesting NBA night. Do have a bunch of NBA games to get to as well. However, let's get to the NFL where uh, we do have a head coaching vacancy that has been filled. That is the Tennessee Titans hiring Brian Callahan, Sex Panther. Why does that name Callahan sound so fucking familiar? Uh, Tommy Boy? (laughs) Um, Yes, Tommy Boy. Yes, yes. Was his his father the elder Callahan? His father is Bill Callahan. So this is a a fucking football guy that's been around football. Um, 
He has been the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals under Zach Taylor the last five years. He has helped create Joe Burrow into the quarterback that he is. And oh, by the way, he's also been uh, a you know quarterbacks coach for uh, guys like Matt Stafford and Derek Carr as well. So um, this guy has been kind of like a quarterback whisperer. And all indications are that uh, Will Levis is going to be the guy that he's going to be whispering sweet nothings to starting next year. Uh, moving on from, of course, Mike Vrabel, more defensive-minded guy, realizing, hey, let's be an offensive-focused team. We got this young quarterback. We need someone to mentor him and fix the offensive line. This, uh, you know, uh, Callahan has a lot of experience fixing offensive lines. He actually was on the Denver staff. Um, he was an assistant on offensive assistant on the Denver staff back when Peyton Manning was there. So he actually got to learn from Peyton Manning a little bit. Uh, he uh, who, who was uh, struggling with the head coach there. He also worked for the Texans. Um, Kubiak. He was he was, he was uh, worked under Kubiak for a while. So again, I think great fucking hire. I really do think so. I mean, you know, a lot of teams are are holding out for Detroit to get knocked out of the fucking playoffs to talk to uh, Ben Johnson. And, and you know, he's been an offensive uh, guru as well. But anyone that comes down, like, it's the McVay-Shanahan tree, right? You know, it's the same fucking tree right here because Zach Taylor was a McVay guy. And the, you're always going to find those, those next iterations from those trees. And the fact that his dad was Bill Callahan and the fact that he worked with uh, Peyton Manning. That's a lot. That's a lot of pedigree right there. I I kind of like this hire for the Titans. This is a necessary hire because the Titans have had you know kind of a stale offense for. I mean, we're going back to the the Jeff Fisher days. Um, it just it's just been a work in progress for two decades, where they're good enough. The defense is good. The offense is good enough, but never explosive. So you come over from a Cincinnati Bengals team that ran a, a pretty explosive offense. Now you can want to do that. And now whether or not you have the parts and pieces. So I think they got the right coach. Now they're going to have to go out and, and get those, those wide receivers, probably replace Derrick Henry with that pass catching type running back, not the bruiser that Derrick Henry is. Um, but I do love the hire. It's a great hire going against, you know, when you look at what the Texans are doing, the Jaguars usually do and the Colts do, that's their division, right? So I think it's a great hire to try and keep up with the Joneses in their divi- in their division. The NFL is an offensive first, um, quarterback first league, so defense kind of kind of goes to the wayside. If you can find yourself a good defense, good for you. But you've got to center around the offense, and getting a, a good offensive coordinator and a good uh, head coach is where you start. I think I agree with you. I think this is a great hire for the Texans, or uh, Titans, I mean. Yeah, so here's to the Titans interview request. I don't know if they interviewed everyone. Uh, Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Uh, Antonio Pierce for the Raiders, but he got the job. Um, Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator for the Giants. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Ben Johnson, uh, offensive coordinator for the Lions, who I don't think they could interview. Uh, Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator from the Texans. And then Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. So mostly offensive-minded guys they were they were looking into. You know, actually, no, maybe half and half. Half offense, half defense. So I think they, they really cast a wide net, but ultimately decided to um, – 
to take the the offensive minded guy, and I do think that it, it makes a ton of sense. Now, if we're still looking around the league, you know, the uh, of course the Patriots, their job uh, filled up immediately. I think there was something in the uh, uh, contract for Jared Mayo that said that he's just gonna fucking you know. <laughs> I get it. Um, You know, so I think there's that. So Seahawks still got an opening here and it's there's chatter of Quinn or Vrabel. And I don't know after what Dan Quinn did with the uh, the Cowboys in in the playoffs, if if his uh, stock has dropped any. But uh, so Titans got their job filled up. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons seems they they edging closer and closer and closer to bringing Bill Belichick in. Seems to be the case there. Raiders, of course, filled in theirs with uh, Antonio Pierce. Uh, Chargers, the r- big rumor mill continues to be that the Chargers job uh, is is open to your boy up north if he wants it. You know, Harbaugh wants the job in, in L.A. It's apparently his, uh, but they have interviewed you know some other guys as well. Uh, Commanders' job still open. Uh, Carolina Panthers' job still open, even though they just. Uh, hired a general manager, I think a former player, right? Uh, they they promoted uh, uh, you know up or um, brought in a former linebacker, I think, uh, to be the general manager there. So, still some job openings there, um, and we know Ben Johnson's going to get one of them. <laughs> Uh, and more than likely, uh, Harbaugh gets one of them too. Is is there anyone else that like maybe flying under the radar that we should you know kind of be keeping our eyes out on? Anyone that you can think of that maybe is just like. Um, you know, a guy that 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 should maybe get an opportunity to be a head coach. Um, no, not, nothing comes to the top of my head. You know, C. Stevens Dragos is saying that uh, the Steelers just interviewed the Rams' quarterback coach. Um, which you know that you know, Tomlin's obviously sticking around, but they do have an offensive coordinator position open, which they might be an offensive coordinator away from and a quarterback away from me not hating the Steelers. Um, but as far as head coaches go, I feel bad for Ben Johnson, honestly, because he could be the guy to go to the Chargers. But if Harbaugh takes that job, if I'm Ben Johnson, I just come back to the Rams, then take the Panthers or Commanders job. Like I don't want either one of those jobs. <laughs> Yeah, it's fair. It's absolutely fair. Um, Zach Robinson is the uh, QB coach for the Rams. Uh, he's been there for five years now, and this is the second year as the quarterbacks coach and the pass game coordinator. So, um, you better watch out. I, listen, if the Steelers want him, they better watch out because apparently the Saints are also sniffing <laughs> for uh, an offense coordinator. Um, good on again. Good on him. Anyone that is part of the McVay tree has. Um, on the offensive side, has seemed to have success. On the defensive side, poor one out for uh, Brandon Staley. <laughs> but, but I never listen. I never said that the defensive side of the fucking tree was what we'd want to look at, right? We want the offense. That's what McVay does. He does offense. We want the offensive guys. We want the Zach Taylors out there. Um, yeah, anybody uh, can do the defense when Aaron Donald's on your team, <laughs> right? Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, McConnell. O'Con- O'Connell. The the the. Um, the coach of the Vikings. He was he's from the McVay tree, I think too, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think so. O'Connell, I think it's O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, that's uh some football on this Tuesday. We'll take a quick break. After that, we'll try to bet some sports. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're. Once again, being brought to you by my bookie. 
But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We're back with you, possibly never even left you. Yeah, you ain't lying, buddy. You ain't lying. Not not a ton to bet on in sport. I mean, there's not a ton of games in the NBA. One, two, three, four, five. Like, okay, so here's the thing. I could bet all five of them. You want me to bet all five? I can bet all five of them. I mean, I wrote down too, but I'll, I can I can pick a side. I on all honestly five. could bet all five of them if I, if if, I, if yeah I you know I would not feel bad betting all five. I don't feel great. I only feel great about maybe two of them, but I can bet all five. Let's just let's just go down the list. Let's start. Let's just go down the list. All right, I think I'm gonna list. I'm I'm just gonna bet all five. I'm just I'm, let's just do it. Let's start off with the Denver Nuggets on the road in Indiana. Uh, Denver finding themselves a four and a half point favorite. Of course, the Pacers making their deals, trying to become a better team. Nuggets beat the Celtics in Boston. Uh, are you on this game? This is this is a game that I'm on. You know, the Pacers running out their new toy, getting Pascal Siakam, who's fit in you know quite well with the offense. I think Halliburton and Siakam are feeling each other out. It allows Miles Turner to focus on rebounding and and block shots and his defense. Um, but so far, they haven't got a win yet now the pacers are coming off of an incredibly long road trip that they were not good in they lost four of those five including one of them to the denver nuggets but only eight points to the nuggets on the road and honestly in denver that's respectable so you're getting four and a half at home they've had a couple days to just kind of get off their jet lag and whatever um, I do think the Nuggets can win this game, but I think the Pacers keep it close. I think the Pacers can win this game as well. Give me the Pacers plus the four and a half for 10 bucks. All right, I'm on the opposite side. I'm going to take the Nuggets. See, I wasn't going to bet this one. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to, I'm betting all five. I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm going to bet the Nuggets minus four and a half in this one. I had a minus three and a half, so Vegas agrees. It's getting worse. Minus five in a lot of sports book as well. Halliburton just ruled out Sex, Sex Panther. That's what uh, C. Steven's saying in the chat. Halliburton out, so that line is probably going to fucking plummet then. I, I, yeah, yeah. You want to backtrack? You, you backtracking? That game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Denver right now. Give Denver, Denver. Denver. All right, we're taking Denver minus four and a half. All right, uh, moving on to the Battle of uh, New York. The Brooklyn Nets hosting the New York Knicks. Uh, Brooklyn, you can get plus five or plus four and a half for the Knicks. You can get minus four and a half. Zex Panther, you on this one? I wasn't going to be on it, but since we've decided we're going to bet them all. Um, New York played the Nets back on December 20th and beat them by 19 points. These two teams, I mean, Brooklyn's 
faded, right? They, they played pretty well the first third of the season, but they've really faded. They've lost four of their last five, um, beating the Lakers, which, yay, anybody that beats the Lakers gets a thumbs up from us. But four and a half just seems a little easy for the Knicks, who've won four of five against eh teams. Brooklyn's an eh team, so I guess I'll eat the four and a half and take the Knicks. Yeah, Knicks 500 team on the road this year. However, as of late, playing uh, better on the road. In fact, their only road loss in recent memory was a pretty close one to Dallas. I think they go on the road. I think they get it done today and beat the uh, Nets. This was a game I originally had as a bet for the Knicks. And so I'm just going to kind of double down here and uh, solidify this $10 bet on the Knicks. Moving on. uh, Here's a game I was not going to bet on. Were you going to bet on the Pelicans and Jazz? Nope, nope. Just now making it up as we go along. <laughs> okay. We got the Pelicans uh, minus six, or we can get the Jazz plus six and a half. Now we know Jazz at home kind of automatic. Jazz on the road a little, eh. Pelicans pretty good seam. I Listen, I'm going to pick a side. I'm going to bet this one, but this was this was probably my least confident game of the day. Yeah, I mean, and actually, this is the last game of the series. They've played three times already. The Jazz have won both of their games at home. They beat New Orleans at, and in Utah twice, and they lost to New Orleans by seven back on December 28th. So now they're in New Orleans to wrap this series up. But they've played, you know, the, the Pelicans really, really tough. We like the Jazz. We like the way they're playing. I get their road record, but this just seems to be a matchup that they're in. I think New Orleans wins, but I want the six and a half points. Give me the Jazz plus the points. Same here. I'm going to take the Jazz with the points. More than likely, New Orleans wins this one. Just uh, yeah, a tad bit too many points for me. Uh, this Jazz team is playing tough. Uh, they've lost a couple of games in a row. I get that. But, I mean, still playing some good basketball and really, really competitive. So, yeah, $10 bet on Utah. Uh, game number four, OKC Thunder at home, minus 14 to the Trailblazers. I'm, 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 listen, here you go. I'm 13, maybe 13 and a half. We can get 13 and a half here. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna not beat around the bush here. $10 bet on the Thunder. I mean, come on. It's the fucking Portland Trailblazers. It's the Thunder at home. This is, this is a 25 point game. Well, 25 points would be the closest that the Trailblazers have gotten to them because they've lost by 43 and 62. <laughs> 62 points they lost to the Thunder just, uh, what, a week and a half ago. So 13 and a half feels like a gift. Uh, yeah, we'll jump on the Thunder here. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> that's an average of 50 points a game. That's, that's just... nuts. That's nuts. Did you jump on the Nuggets bandwagon? Or do, uh, are you, you taking the Nuggets? Yeah, I flipped. Yeah, I flipped. Okay. All right. So this brings up the last game here, and I know it's a bit chalky. I didn't want to bet this one originally, but I'm going to do it. The Los Angeles Clippers taking on their cross stadium rivals, cross bench. Yeah, cross cross bench rivals, whatever. The Los Angeles Lakers. Clippers find themselves minus eight and a half, and and this line opened at minus six and a half. So it's getting worse. Vegas agrees. Ten dollar bet on the Clippers. Uh, I'm seeing nine and a half. LeBron's out. I'm seeing LeBron out until January 25th. So he's out for a couple more days. But the Lakers have won three of their last four games. This says an away game, but it's a quasi home game. There's no travel really involved. 
The Clippers are playing much better, but that's just too many points. The Lakers have actually beaten the Clippers the previous two times that they've played by three and five points. So I, oh God, it's a win for me, right? I'm going to take the Lakers plus the nine and a half points. But if I lose, I don't fucking care, Max. Anytime the Lakers lose, I'm happy. Oh, damn. I thought we were going to have a five-teamer here. I thought we were going to have a five-teamer NBA parlay, but you, you zigged when I thought you were going to zag. All right. Uh, let's go over to the ice. Not much in the ice that I like. How about you? One game. Just one game. It's it's my Vegas Golden Knights coming off an overtime loss yesterday. I mean, their defense was not up to snuff against your Devils. They'll stay in the vicinity and take on the Islanders, but in a back-to-back situation and the Islanders being so good at home, uh, I'm going to take the Islanders the minus the 145 for 10 bucks. Uh, I guess I'll lean the Golden Knights here. You know, anytime you get the Golden Knights on a plus line, you probably should give it a sniff, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't love it. Um, them on the road again, back to back. It's 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 not a great. I'll lean the Golden Knights here. That's it. That's the only game I'm betting. I don't like anything else. I'm gonna take the Dallas Stars on the road against the Red Wings. I get it. Red Wings at home, pretty decent team. Um, you know, D- Dallas. Uh, uh, you know, you you like them better. You know, a little bit better um, at home uh, than you do on the road. However, you know been a pretty good road team this year you know and uh not playing their best and most inspiring hockey as of late and uh you know detroit actually last like couple weeks has been been pretty good but i think dallas gets it done today and it's not too too chalky it's starting to get too too chalky it opened up minus 125 it is down to minus 145 in some sports books but i'm gonna gobble this up over at schmidt schmivers minus 139 so ten dollar bet on the stars yeah, it's not that just that Detroit's good at home, but Detroit's been really good recently. They've won their last two at home versus the Kings and Tampa Bay. They were on a three-game road trip where they beat Toronto and beat Florida. Like, they're just playing good hockey right now. The Stars, um, I mean, we like them. I think they're the better team. I just feel like they're kind of just going through the motions. There's only seven points that separates these two teams. So this could be a big game for the Red Wings in kind of closing the gap as they pursue um, you know, a playoff push. I'm at home with a plus line. I kind of have to lean the Red Wings here. All right. So our parlay for the day. We have the Denver Nuggets minus four and a half over the Pacers. We've got the New York Knicks minus four and a half over the Brooklyn Nets. We've got the Utah Jazz plus six and a half uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans. And we got the OKC Thunder minus 14 against the Portland Trailblazers. That four-teamer, the four-team parlay, will pay out plus 1287 on this Tuesday. Mike Rose joining as we're closing out. Appreciate it anyway. <laughs> Thanks for all the guys that listened today. Uh, Panther, take us home. Yeah, quick shout out. Air Morgan was here. Drago, my boy C. Stevens was here. Homer's always here. Mike Rose popping at the last minute. Tilted Lines was here from the get-go. Love it when everybody pops in and joins us live. Love the interaction. And you guys, you know, you listeners that listen to the recording, you can come in after the fact and just shoot the shit with us in the asylum. Join our Discord channel and uh, call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. When it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, 
Don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.